Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's right, guys. It's the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Two Chains, and we're back for another episode. Um, we're here with fellow co-host, Mr. Silly Sellers. What's going on, family? How's everybody doing? And, uh... I assume you had a good Thanksgiving. I did, man. Definitely head down to uh, the Queen City, actually, where Raw was this past week. I just missed it by a couple of days. Didn't realize Raw was coming down, but um, definitely was good to be in your your neck of the woods for your Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah, too bad it ain't a good time around that. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Another tough tough loss to the Raiders, but we'll be okay. You know, um, we live, you, you live and you learn. And last year's season, I mean, who could ever ask for such a thing? So um, we'll bounce back. And as long as Luke Keekly could get back on the field this week, I'll be happy. But um, absolutely. You know, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about this uh, tonight. And um, as we move forward to TLC this Sunday, um, again, we're going through the whole like every other week is a pay-per-view because I had no idea until I seen the commercial. Again, I was like, dang, or, uh, another one. So, um, you know, we'll go over that. Um, we'll go over, well, shoot, let's just get into it right now. But uh, on Friday, I, um, me and Jamal, we tended to Nova Pro Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, and it's their um, concluding show for 2016, and it was every bit worth it. Oh, look, look who joined us. <laughs> Is it Dwayne? <laughs> <laughs> what up, D Way? What's going on? <laughs> Missed you, man. Hey, it's a great week. <laughs> oh Lord, I can only in re- in between the lines on that one. Come on, what what is it? The ten and one record? Hey, we are ten and one, and Roman Reigns is back in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before, before we let you uh, go off about your man Roman Reigns, I know you got something to say about Sasha. Um, again, let me just give a quick shout out to a couple of people from the Nova Pro event. Uh, definitely uh, both mics, uh, um, both the the, the um, two founders of Nova Pro. Um, what a great year you guys had. Um, this show was every bit oh, yeah. I thought it was. A huge crowd uh, was there. And it was just it was just great. And um, not to mention some of the highlight matches, like the Donovan Dijak versus Jonathan Gresham match was was insane. Dijak, I mean, I don't know. All of us, we've been we've been promoting for for this year how big of fans we are. And just to see him every time is just so refreshing. And, and you know, I put a lot of footage and stuff on Twitter, so you definitely can see that. But um, really good. It was more like a David versus Goliath match because I never realized how uh, short Jonathan Gresham is, but nonetheless, uh, he could help. He held his own in the ring, and it was really, 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 really good. Um, we say, Salas. I said that was awesome. Awesome that you yeah. got a chance to be there and see it. I wish I could have been there with you. Cra- crazy thing is, I just um, got familiar with who Jonathan Gresham was because I just seen him for the first time on. Um, 
ROH the week before at night. So I just decided to look him up. Um, so it was good. Sure. To, it was good to see him right away. And uh, again, like Mike, they they're they're making some big moves on on some of their bookings for uh, the shows. And I can only imagine what's to come next year. Um, I was a little bit bummed to not be able to see Jordan Grace, but um, apparently she sustained the injury. But she uh, reached out to us after I, I tweeted her, and she said she will be there in February um, next year. Okay. So look forward to that. But uh, replacing her was a uh, um, was um, oh why am I drawing the blank? Well, um, first of all, the match was supposed to be between Brittany Blake and Jordan Grace, but uh, Rachel Edelman. Element, 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 whoa, uh, which was absolutely a great match as well, too. So um, another fantastic women's match that was uh, there. And um, <laughs> the Sandwich Squad, right? Um, so <laughs> shout out to the Snack Society as well, too. Uh, they, they really outdid themselves this time. So every time the Sandwich Squad wins, and if you know if anybody's not familiar with them, um, they're rewarded with sandwiches by by this uh, uh, mm-hmm. society squad, and then they um um they brought them, which I would think was about a how how long can I describe this to be? It, it might have been it <laughs> it might have been a twelve foot sub, and it was absolutely insane when they rewarded it to them. with epic proportions, and then it eventually had an epic fail, which it. Uh, was knocked over on the ground, and then there was a five-second chant uh, ringing out through uh, the JCC, which was crazy. Everybody was like, five seconds, five seconds. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, the um, the um, the main event was between Air Royal and his undefeated streak versus Chris Hero. I want to hear about that one. So Chris Hero definitely uh, came prepared. He had endless merch, number one. Right. Um, um, brutal elbows and kicks, and it was just a real grueling match. And um, you know, I posted some small footage. Just it, this match alone is worth buying the DVD uh, for this event because it was insane. Um, Eric Royal, big, big, big ups to him because he held his own with who I would consider maybe the indie, the uh, indie wrestler of the year, Chris Hero. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was just a very, very solid match. And I can't emph- emphasize enough that, um, you know, go to um, the Nova Pro website and, and, and purchase it because it's, it's all worth it. Um, so, the two look- let me ask you a quick question, though, about Eric Royal. So, when we saw yeah. him, it was the September show, right? When we saw him. Yeah. And one thing I know with the match that they had to really do with him on, based on what you told me about him when you saw the first time, was to make sure he can go longevity in the ring. Did he seem like that he went in the ring for a long time? Was it a 20, 30-plus-minute match? Did he seem like his conditioning was up when he it's, did this okay. match? Okay, so two two things, too. Um, his conditioning looks much, much better, and he definitely held Good. his own. Um, Good. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, yeah, that was definitely one of my criticisms at first is that I didn't think that maybe he can help – he can put on – a good solid 20, 25 minute match, maybe because of his conditioning. Cause at, at times he looked, he looked winded. Right. But, um, it, very, very good. And, um, I, and I, and I think that, um, the progression from when I first seen him to now, you definitely can see that he's definitely, um, has done a lot better with that, you know, probably with his cardio and everything. But other than right. that, his move sets is better. Everything about him is, has been good. Um, I like to think that he worked heel on their, 
um, show before this one, but he definitely worked the face here. So it's good to see the different dynamics and for him still to get, um, you know, the, the crowd hype. Right. And of course, it's a uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> chant. <laughs> Everybody screaming that one back. So that's, um, you know, that was always good. But Excellent. I definitely, I definitely need somebody to, to keep an eye out for, um, for, you know, anybody that's not familiar with Nova Pro, definitely keep an eye out for Eric Roy. He's, he's going to be one of their, um, Definitely breakout stars coming in 2017. Um, and just a just uh you know, then they had a traditional Survivor Series match that was pretty good. Um and uh, what else am I what else am I forgetting? Um, I'm looking on the website right now too, just looking at the card. Um it was no beauty and the beast this match if I looked over it correctly. No, Cutie and Beast, they was in this. They and was Beast, in, yeah, they were in um, the, 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 the traditional Survivor Series match. And Innocent Isaiah took a power driver, and I didn't see him return after that. It was brutal, too. So, uh, yeah, I didn't see him by his merch table or anything. So I'm hoping he's okay. I kind of tweeted this to make sure. But nonetheless, it was still a really good match. And, um, um, you know, Cutie and the Beast is definitely one of, one of those um, crowd favorites. And, yeah, I'm, I'm again. I look forward to um, February and their advancement in um, the brand, and just um, everybody that I kind of grown to like now, just to see where things go moving forward. Absolutely. Now, did you get your twenty dollar front row seat again? Twenty five dollars the front row. So no, 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 no twenty dollar row, which means no. you said the second uh, row uh, and then uh, they right, go right, right. to the first row. Right, right, right. Um, there was minimum cheers stolen from the crowd, but they actually were stolen from right in front of me. So um, I didn't get quite the front row experience like before, but gotcha. I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did um, get up close and personal once when the cheers were being used. But awesome. uh, uh, to to my other point, the reason why I do not purchase twenty five dollar tickets is because one, I wait late, and the reason yeah. why I wait late is because I try to get people to come. So you know, if somebody want to come, I'm like, hey, I buy your tickets only twenty dollars, you know. So I wait to the very, very, very last minute in order to do so. So, um, you know, every time I pick up my tickets from the, the table, they're like, oh, you're you're always late to pay. And I was like, you know, because I just give everybody that I'm, you know, cool with the opportunity to to be able to um, to join if they want. And, you know, if I need to pay or if I need to pay or to give, you know, the chance, the opportunity to pay, I do so. So, um, um, but um, back to H.R. Ellering. First time I've seen it, really, 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 really good. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe... I'm trying to think. Jamal told me who she was... Uh, um, who she was currently dating. But either, either nonetheless, um, you might have seen her on some NXT tapings from before. But... Um, you know, I'm going to segue into this next statement, too. She's somebody, again, I was not totally familiar for did see her, like I said, in the NST take, uh, taping. And it was good to see her um, live, which, you know, that match with Brittany Blake and her was really solid. And it just poses the question is that there's a lot of women talent out there that um, are really legit, but a lot of people may not be familiar with. And this is absolutely calling for the platform for a lot of this time to be displayed. So not sure if you guys heard the rumors or not, but um, WWE is um, coming up with sort of say a woman's CWC, which is going to be called the Women's Classic. And there has been some rumors of um, certain people to already be involved with it. Um, 
So just wondering um, from you two, if you haven't heard the rumors or not yet, you know, are you guys interested in this? And, you know, with the success of the CWC, can it duplicate this as well and make it just as successful? It's a good question. Am I interested? I'm interested to see who they will have in it, who they'll pluck from other promotions. Um, while there's a lot of women talent out there, it's still interesting to see who and how many. That's the that's the number one thing. How many? Um, because while we're starting to have this affinity with women's wrestling. I still don't want no botch fest. And it's kind of like the calculated risk that we're taking at times, depending on who's wrestling. Um, but I, I, I am interested. I will see it. And I feel like at the end of the day, it will be better because the women's division in WWE is way more established than the cruiserweight division is. Yeah. So, so it's it's something you can look forward to because you know that there's more for them. The cruiserweight division is still kind of developing, still on the fence. You had three champions so far, and I guess we get back to that later. <laughs> by, by the way, um, Rich Ellering is actually the daughter to a Paul Ellering for anybody that, that you know may not be familiar as well. But um, you know, um, Kimberly, if anybody, if I think. Sellers was with us when we went to uh, the Nova Pro uh, match when she wrestled as well. She wrestled Brittany Blake. She's been um, rumored to to be one of the participants thus far. But, I mean, yeah, we're going to be looking at women from probably TNA, Shimmer, Jakar, um, you know, RH, a lot, just a lot of the well-known, established indie uh, talent, as well as some of the indie talent that's already with NXT. So, um I, I think it's a great thing, and I, I really can't wait. Um, rumors is that it's going to be back at full sale, and tapers just start early 2017. So we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, so, okay. Since Dwayne decided to join us, um, let's just talk about Raw for a little bit. A um, couple, of, couple of pivotal things that's happened at Raw. Now, again, ratings were up this week, but... Um, not 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 necessarily a lot of drama as it was for weeks before, especially with Goldberg. But let's just first start off with Paul Heyman in this promo that he cut, and he was all tears. Like, wait a minute, I wasn't even feeling that. Gotta be honest, seeing a grown man cries, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious, but it, it shows the the emotion and the effect that that loss had on him. So I can see it, it's perfect. I mean, I hear a lot of people say they liked it. I mean, of course, it was funny to me. But it just leads to the segue of something that we already knew, that Brock Lesnar was going to be in the Rumble, too. <laughs> so it was just... Yeah. Because, but I mean, if I can also segue on this, I, I think this means that neither one will win the Rumble, though. I mean, D-Wayne touched on this course. before air, but at the same time, you have to build the story of the one, one of the biggest storylines of 2016 slash 2017, if you want to make this Brock uh, Goldberg thing work. Now, even though I wasn't liking the ending of how Survivor Series did with the Goldberg going over like he did, but the way Heyman sold this promo, it makes it worth doing what happened. 
So everything's always about money, nonetheless. Money and three. So uh, we knew this was going to yeah. happen. This we, we we've been definitely off about when it was going to happen, but we all know it was going to happen. But yeah, okay, yeah. Um, he's in the Royal Rumble because the rumors got to us first before it actually was announced. So yes, he's in the Royal Rumble, and yes, we don't we don't. I think we all can agree that we don't think either one of them is going to win because I'm pretty sure we all agree that Big Shot John Cena is going to win it again. As he makes his return, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. That. Okay, well, okay, well, <laughs> we can discuss that. Nonetheless, are you guys excited that we're going to get to see Goldberg in the Royal Rumble? I am, and this is just like the icing of all cakes for us being our first Royal Rumbles too. Yeah, you know, I wish everybody was with us right now so we could place a nice, friendly bet on um, what number do y'all think Brock and or Goldberg is going to uh, enter the Royal Rumble? I wouldn't be surprised. One, two. One, two. Like one and two, <laughs> one two. I'm I'm not surprised. Really? Two. So when Goldberg a- come out one because you got to have his entrance and and my thing you got to do his full entrance and then Brock be yes. two and Brock be probably pull something. I wasn't going to be two, but I have to be two now. Something like that, you know. But um, I thought it was all randomized. One, two. Though. It's it's randomized. Quote quote quote. But yeah, okay. I think it's gonna be one two. If they're one and two, the integrity of it being randomized is totally out the window for me. Oh, of course, just like AJ Styles was randomized at three last year. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's fine. Like, well, like Triple H was randomized as thirty, year. right? <laughs> I, I, I get it, but two people in a feud right next to each other—that's like if all four members of the Wyatt family all came out one, two, three, four. You got to have them touch, but you can't have them touch to the point where one eliminates the other. You want everybody else involved and then come back to them because you know I, it's the best way to build new storylines and current ones is through the Royal Rumble. I, I think we see Gold I think we see Goldberg around twenty five or twenty six and I think we see Brock around like twenty, nineteen twenty. I think you gotta I think you legitimately gotta get Brock to eliminate some people. And I think again they have to touch, so they have to be around each other. And I think because of um maybe conditioning that you keep both of them towards the end. You definitely don't keep them in the beginning. You know, you got a lot of other people that can carry the weight that those first earlier rounds, you know. Here's my big, big, big prediction. Uh, Brock one. I'm um, excuse me. Goldberg one. Brock two. Undertaker three. In that order. Oh. So you think that? So you think the Undertaker is going to be in the match? I think so. You know, I, I, I think don't. So. I think that. Go ahead, Dwayne. I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like after his last promo, his his last promo before Survivor Series on SmackDown, that I feel like he's going to do more dates. Right. I do think he's going to do more days, but I don't think it's going to be the Royal Rumble. I think we do see him on SmackDown. I think we do see him um, this weekend at the TLC. And I think that um, he picks up a few for AJ Styles. I, to be honest, I think he wrestles AJ Styles at the at Royal the Rumble. Rumble. Yep. And, and and look, check this out. Here's the complete book in here, okay? He beats AJ Styles to take the title to WrestleMania, right? Uh-huh. John Cena... Then wins the Royal Rumble. John Cena, who was endorsed by The Undertaker when he was on SmackDown in his debut, gave him, uh-huh. you know, sort of the formal, like, you're accepted type of person. That John Cena wins the title, 16th title, <laughs> over The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Monumental. That's tough looking, but I, uh, that's too much. That's too much to fathom. 
it's John Cena, so it has to happen that way. <laughs> not yet. I don't think the Undertaker's quite yet. I mean, if you do that, that means the Undertaker's not wrestling anymore. And I don't think you do that to him. Give him two losses like that um, at the end of his career. It's not John yet. Cena. Uh, still, just not quite yet. Logical booking, but I think it won't happen. It's not. It's a, it's very good booking. I'm, I mean, I'll be interested in seeing it. Yeah. But I just, I have a feeling that I already know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Okay. Good. Let's have it. First of all, here's my booking. I feel like Chris Jericho is going to um, cost Kevin Owens the um, championship versus Roman Reigns. Wow. So, because that that is going to start a feud between those two, I feel like Roy Reigns is going to carry the uh, the title all the way to WrestleMania, and the Demon comes back at Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble. We have Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Okay. I mean, it picks up on a few, so it makes sense for me. Hey, I got a quick question about this. So, granted, we have just named arguably the top three interests that take the longest in WWE history. <laughs> we did. Do one of them actually never make it to the ring before the next person comes? <laughs> Undertaker, if he comes at three, it's going to take the whole time. And then when he gets in the ring, they're just going to stare at each other. And then the fourth person is going to come in. Then we have our rumble. Hey, we had a good time at WrestleMania when we had our little list of uh, things that probably could happen, like yes. booking and stuff. We almost yes. got to do this for the Rumble because I, do I, got too. A, I got a good chance. I got a, like a really good feeling that like Finn Balor comes out, his whole entrance, and the next thing you know, somebody else is coming exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What, what, 90 seconds in between each person? Yeah. <laughs> do you think we see uh, a... There's no way that Finn Balor does the entrance because two people would have passed him by then. I, right. <laughs> so, so do you think we get a demon versus the boogeyman confrontation at all? I don't think the boogeyman needs to ever come back to the Royal Rumble ever again. <laughs> ever again. Hey, I'm gonna be pretty mad if I don't if the Godfather doesn't make a return this year. I don't think he does either, but I do think you see three three classic people come in. Oh, oh well, let, uh, let's just remember that last year there were none. None exactly. So you got to make up for what was last year. But remember, last year, uh, who won it last year? Brock, right? No, Triple H. I'm sorry. So last year, no, who won it last year? Triple H. Triple H. Yeah. So I, that was all about Triple H last year. Yeah, it was for the title. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think we. I, they better have some, you know, guest appearances. I hope they're not banking on Brock and Goldberg being their stardom. Right, no. I'm sorry. I go to the Royal Rumble because I'm looking for spots and returns. That's exactly. that's it. And your and classic then, and, Kofi spot. Yeah, and then and then towards like the last five people or, or everything after twenty five, then I'm then I'm looking for booking because it is it is kind of disappointing when um you know you're hoping for one person to make a return and then they don't even they don't even come at all. But another right. interesting thing is that Paul Heyman mentioned that there were going to be thirty participants. I was also banking that they might have went for forty this time too. I was thinking that too. You twenty from SmackDown, twenty from Raw. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. So. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's not happening. Still do 15 uh, and 15 and make it legit somewhat. Um, so yeah, so on Raw 2, the Cruiserweight still has significant matches on um on the show. I think they had three. Mm-hmm. Um so I, you know, I guess that means that half of the cruiserweights are well, that can't be true. Because I was gonna say maybe they're splitting. 
the Cruiserweight division, half tour, raw, half tour, SmackDown, but then everybody was on stage for SmackDown. But maybe still down the line, maybe they still might. But yeah, I I, I mean, I, got, I thought the whole thing for them to have this show was to mean that they weren't going to be on Raw anymore, but I know, maybe I'm wrong about that. But I thought that was interesting to still see them. And um, Cedric, of course, had to rep for his hometown. In, uh, but why, is, why are people losing in their hometowns all of a sudden? I don't know. I, 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 you know, I definitely want to ask Dwayne that as we, you know, we get down to Sasha in a second. But yeah, that's that's very interesting. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess to play against the crowd. I mean, you know, I guess the crowd got so used to people winning their hometown that you know, if you lose in the hometown, it kind of creates a little bit of a shock. And. And the other thing about it as well, too, is this that um, it is it's, it's almost when the announcers announce that this is this person from this hometown that you're almost really foreshadowing that that they are going to lose their match, you know. Yep. So I, I don't know. Um, but okay, so the new day versus the club again. This is where I wish Doctor N was here. Oh yeah, because. At this point right now, I am getting pretty fed up with the New Day and them having the, the, the straps for this long. Somebody somebody, please say something good about this. <laughs> and the only thing that is good about it is what you're trying to do is spotlight, and I, and I, and I mean this in no racist tone, you're trying to spotlight African-Americans having a record-holding position as a title in, in WWE. That's the only thing I see that's good. And by them being... Um, the longest reigning tag team champions possibly, and by them being African-American, I think nobody will touch that record for a while. I mean, is it that important that they have to overcome demolition? You have to realize, I mean, I think so. Even, even when looking at uh, Swan last night winning and looking at the New Day winning, they're trying to slowly but surely produce some type of evidence that black wrestlers do matter. And once again, I'm not trying to make this uh, evident of anything racism or anything of a racist tone. But if you know a part of your viewership, a part of your kids have to look up to these wrestlers, you have to promote African-Americans in a way, the same way you promote your uh, Samoans, the same way you promote your Japanese wrestlers. Um, and it, it's the same thing. All right, so this is straight right now. This goes into the whole race and wrestling stuff. Um, let's look at Rich Swan's gimmick. Very similar to New Day's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talk about this anymore. <laughs> I mean, whatever you say, though, I think Richmond Gimmick absolutely changes now. And he, he's and two James, you even said it off the air yesterday when he was talking that he's marketable and he's yeah. very marketable. And even that promo that he shot up to his mom, you know, at the end, it can relate to so many people. And watch that could be a new story that they trend for. Why does she die? You know, what is he fighting for? Where is he from? Yeah, you know, it, you know, I think it tailors back to the success of the CWC a little bit, but now you, mm-hmm. you, you're getting a little bit more personal. So not only do you know um, what he represents and where he's come from and um, how, he's, how he's actually been spotlighted in his wrestling career, now right. you actually get to see a little bit of his background with his family and stuff. And I think by any American standards that anybody can relate to something such as that. Mm-hmm. And um, again, he's marketable, um, very, very, very bright charisma. And I think that the whole significance of telling us all this, some of it yet again, but some of it introducing us now, that that absolutely puts that on the table. That leaves us, uh, that leaves him the opportunity 
to make what he wants to make this title run, whatever he wants it to be. Because he's already solidified. He's been around the world. He's doing it for his family, you know, we're, you know, his coach and all this other stuff. But now where you want to be now that you're the champion, because now that you're saying that you want to prove that you're the best cruise race, which he says he believes he is, now he has to prove that. And I, I really do think that him versus Brian Kendrick um, will definitely um, more, uh, definitely boost the, the morale for the, the purple right now. And um, I, I think it's good. I think it's, it's, it's going to be some good storytelling coming up. I think, I think honestly, to be honest with you, I just have to see more of this. And I'm going to leave my reservation, my judgment. Give me a month. Yeah. After a month, give you a true analysis of what the heck I feel because I'm being honest with you. I'm not feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm definitely optimistic, but I agree with you. I definitely, I'm definitely not going to get over this other say I need, I do need to see something manifest here. I don't care if the title switches hands a couple of times. I just don't, I just really want to see um, something legitimate being built character wise because that was the whole flat on your face thing from the cwc you had all that momentum put them on raw and none no development right but no no but we'll, we'll come back to cwc uh, uh 205 live in a second but no this club and new day thing somebody please tell me why they're keep booking the club to look strong get you all hyped that they're gonna win and then they keep losing terribly a roll-up pin <laughs> And Gallows was like basically right there where he could have just dead kicked them or anything. Well, you know the new day was gonna lose before they get this record. So I mean they had to do something. I mean, let's put it this way, higher ups love love the new day. So I mean they're gonna get T V time no matter against too. I just I don't know, man. I I feel like uh I just feel like Gallows and Anderson deserve better. Like really. They, I don't know, man. Very, very underwhelming of what WWE could have done with that whole Bullet Club. And to me, they dropped the ball on it completely. I think if you if you want the New Day to become these long-reigning champions, that's one thing. But do it to the expense where they keep on beating the same team over and over again, you're hurting Gallows and Anderson, and you can't take them seriously. I, I haven't taken them serious since AJ went to SmackDown, and they split them up because it just hasn't done nothing well for them. I'm not saying that everybody has to be a champion when they come in from a major organization. But if you look at what AJ Styles is doing on SmackDown, they're booking him perfectly. Even the losses he's taken to James Ellsworth is, is not bad because he's looking strong while he's doing it. But this is a, a shame for Gallows and Anderson. I mean, yeah, complete mockery. Complete. Here's my thing. I think that initially when they were drafted to Raw, that the whole point of them going to Raw was to pair with Finn Balor. Now, I didn't think they wanted to pair him, them with Finn Balor yet, so they was trying to figure out what to do with them. They still right. trying to figure out. I think eventually, I would say give it like six months to a year, we're going to see this, this whole Balor club thing take off. It better, but again, I need to see it happen before I can even put any type of excitement uh, on that one. Like, it, it... And don't water it down. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Um, I don't know. That just left a salty taste in my mouth because this is the whole fact that, like, that was such a terrible loss for them to take. And right. I'm just tired of the New Day winning, like, so unimpressive to me. Like, a roll-up pin is such, like, a, like a hillish type of way I, I don't know. Something again, something the men's would do, and I'd be totally fine with it, but not the new day, man. 
So here's the question. Do we see a, a New Day heel turn? At this point, uh, I don't think you can do it unless they break up. Hold on, hold on. Because, no. But, yeah, go ahead, D-Way. Here's my thing. Because if you notice, their matches lately have been kind of hillish. Slowly but surely. The way they win matches lately have been hillish. So that's why I asked, do we see a heel turn? Because I think that once you go to a heel turn, that's when you start seeing them possibly break up. I think they would have. I think one person will have to go heel in order to do that. And to me, the best person to go heel on the group is Big E. And I think he would be the person that they would solidify himself to be the marketable man. I'm going to use the word Two Chains has said multiple times. He would be the marketable man where he goes heel first while uh, Kofi and Xavier Woods try to remain face. But then that skyrockets uh, Big E to maybe be a universal champion. Because I think Big E could, could do that on his own as a heel. And bring back that old favorite gimmick that you like, uh, Dwayne. That five count. If you bring back that five count, I would be epic for that as a heel moment. I, you know, I kind of, I, I, I do agree with Dwayne. They have been using heel tactics to win. I think that slowly but surely uh, shows a sign that it could be looming. But yep, I do think, and this is a reach too, that they will have to eventually go full blown heel before. Cesaro Sheamus can actually uh, function together and maybe actually do actually go over to take the titles away from them. That's the new team hell no, in my opinion. You think? What, what, yeah, the what, what, uh, yeah, yeah, Sheamus, yeah, 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 what Sheamus yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Cesaro are doing, oh, it's definitely like the new team hell no. It's like these guys yeah. hated each other. Why'd you put these guys together? But this might skyrocket better. Sheamus doesn't need it, but Sheamus can probably bring Cesaro over to give him that charismatic stuff that he needs to make Cesaro, once again, an individual on his own, like it did for Daniel Bryan. But think about this. When Daniel Bryan teamed with Kane, that kind of skyrocketed Daniel Bryan because you saw more personality come out where fans liked him more. I agree. No, yeah, I, but- I forgot. We did discuss that before, and I, I do agree for sure. Team, But that's, that's I mean, why we want to be Team Hell No. I mean, to me, Team Hell No was epic. Like, they made me laugh. But who would have thought about that with Kane and Daniel Bryan, though? No one. No one. I thought it was a recipe for disaster at first. I would not even lie. And it ended up being one of the greatest gimmicks. I thought it was cut too short. But maybe sometimes if you cut something too short, it may be better in the long run. And it it was for Daniel Bryan. Actually, how did that actually resolve? I forgot. I forgot how it resolved, too. I remember when they took off the the guy who was their counselor. (laughs) I know he came in a couple of times, then he went away. And after he went away, you know, that was kind of like the gimmick had shredded. Um. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But now I, I do agree. Um, I, I don't know, man. This bottom line is I'm just I'm at, right now. I'm just not feeling the new day much. Um, and not to mention too, them putting bootios on the announced team is also considered kind of hillish. Not because I think so, but because of um other people think so. And right. I, I I hear by reactions in Twitter comments that people was like, "Oh, that's such a that's such a like a a bad guy move," or you know, trying to think of some right. really words to use right here. But yeah, you know, I feel people like stuff like that. They still don't agree that they should have did such. So while we're touching on Raw, I just want to add two back on Shazamo. Uh, excuse me, Shazamo, Sheamus and Cesaro. I think having two backstage segments was a very classic move by Raw, which I really love. And to me, those are the best two segments of the night outside of the Kevin Owens-Roman Reigns match. I think it was just very great to have a Seth Rollins-Chris Jericho backstage brawl 
And then to have that in the bar scene that, that you saw with um, Seamus and Cesaro, I thought that was great. It was classic, classic WWE stuff. It's what we grew up on. I agree. I agree. And, um, and you know, the, the, the big reasons why I um, like the Attitude Era is because it's that and because of um, I'm also a big fan of, you know, you have confrontation with somebody. Just don't wait till the last five minutes of Raw to see that person. Absolutely. Make it happen then. So, yeah, two big things why I like the Attitude Era is, and, and yes, that I noticed that as well, and I was really pretty high on that too. And they they went full Guinness, had people drinking on WWE TV PG, which was great. Oh yeah, oh, I can't wait to talk about SmackDown in a second. Talk, yep. Talking about going non PG. Oh yeah. Um, D Wayne, Kevin Owens, and Y two J. I I love them, but I always like I always say. Um, Y2J overshadows Kevin Owens to me. And I figure um, and I figure now is the point where you know, so you start creeping onto WrestleMania season and people start needing matches for WrestleMania season coming up. So I mean, like I said, I won't be surprised if Jericho eventually costs Kevin Owens the title. And I yeah, think they, <sighs> So like all best friends, everybody has a little falling out. Um, and Chris Jericho has been owning this whole... Um, the whole segment. Yes. So um, I'm just wondering to go completely against what D-Wayne is saying, because I, I, I like it, but I just don't think not yet. What do Chris Jericho actually does make up? They're, they're best friends. They make up after that to help him go over to win, to, 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 uh, to Kevin Owens to remain the champion. The, the makeup session. Then they get a long bro hug after it or something like that. One of that's what's going to happen instead of the complete costing him the title. And then we still get the same stuff, them bickering back and forth every week. I mean, eventually, it's going to end one way or another. And I think it has to end in Chris Jericho costing him the title. To who? It could be anybody. But I think that's the perfect way to end it. Um, Nonetheless, I... I need Chris Jericho to have one legit title run. Not sure when. Um, I could care for how long, but I legitimately need to see him have a one more title run. Not sure when he's getting ready to kick it, but I just need I need Chris Jericho. Why he's so hot and and I feel like he's back in his prime again. Like I just needed a legitimate title run for him, and I hope that everything that you're saying happens so that we get that. You know what? I honestly can see say I honestly wouldn't mind Jericho carrying the title into WrestleMania if you're going to have a Jericho versus Kevin Owens match. Yeah. Um. So speaking of losses in their hometown, we got Sasha Banks versus Charlotte again. Um. Where Sasha actually becomes the three-time women's champion, beating Charlotte in her home state of Charlotte, North Carolina. Actually, actually, is that even her hometown? Oh yeah, it is. I'm tripping. It is. That's where she got her name from. Okay, I, I was just thinking, was it is it actually Rip Flair's or was it hers? But nonetheless, um, Sasha wins, hitting a bank statement through a through a um, what do you call those things? Uh, the walk rails. I don't, I don't care if nobody said that. That hurts. <laughs> People don't been like that. Um, but Ric Flair to come out to endorse Sasha after the match was a good 
thing. Um, Ric Flair also heard, also renewed his contract with WWE, so we should be seeing more of him soon. But um, mm-hmm. let, anyway, let's 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 make this a little different about uh, this discussion. Now, granted, anytime Sasha is anywhere near ring, um, the internet goes crazy, and it's Team Sasha just comes out of the cut, and they're like, "Oh, she's the best! It's the best match ever!" Blah blah blah. Even though Charlotte is legitimately the one who's carried all the matches and um, the feud, uh, being spectacular heel and just a great wrestler overall. Um, let's let's just be honest. Now, this match was it good? <laughs> let's just start there. I thought I thought it was a decent match. It definitely wasn't their best match. I thought it was a decent match. I thought purpose. Um, because I mean, you've seen lately, it's just the belt's been going back and forth between both of them. I mean, both of them have them for like what? One will have it for a month. Charlotte will have it for a month and a half. Sasha will have it for a month. <laughs> will have it for another month. <laughs> so I think, I think, like I said, I think they're gearing up for WrestleMania season right now. Uh, tell us, uh, get in there because you know you're the you're the you're the advocate of the back and forth flippy flopping of the titles. I mean, again, do you still feel like this is a good thing for them, or um, or are we ready to see a new feud manifest now? Because I mean, Bailey is. It's it's right there. Not sure on uh you know, not sure when, but I think we all can agree that a Hill Sasha versus Bailey is gonna be best for business, right? I think we got some technicalities going on there. Okay, Dwayne. So we're <laughs> going back with you with that. I, I I thought that's where they were going all this time. I thought that I mean, I, I said that I said this a few times. Your your money match, as far as women's division, it might not be your most technically sound match, but your money match is going to be Sasha versus Bailey. And considering that the the Hall of Fame opens this this um, weekend of WrestleMania, I feel like they're going to have that money match. I, I, you said it last year, WrestleMania. That no matter what, that's ultimately going to be your match for WrestleMania this this coming year. So, um, I think it's definitely stirring in the pot. I mean, I guess we was all kind of at one point booking that they was going to have the four horse four horse women match, which uh, probably I don't know if that's even a possibility at this point. But nonetheless, um, Sasha and Bailey put on arguably one of the best women's matches of all time at NST TakeOver. So um, to be able to stage that again on a bigger stage um, has endless potential. But it just, you know, my only only reserve from it is I I just don't like, I don't know how I feel about um, Charlotte being out of the title picture right now, considering she's been so good and so deserving as well. And the thing is, Charlotte Charlotte has impressed me probably most of anybody because I didn't expect her to embrace this character like she has. What What would you? I mean, I, obviously they say she's the queen, but what would you actually define her character as? If If you were just looking at it as just a, as, you know, just a just a woman, what would you actually categorize her character? It's tough. I mean, she she's not. The queen. She's more. I'm trying to figure it out. 
And I hate to say this, I feel like she's more of a boss than Sh- Sasha Banks, and I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is more of a boss. Mm-hmm. I, that's all. That's all I wanted you to fall for. Um, to, to to go back and answer some of my own questions, I do not think this is one of their best matches. Uh, we didn't see anything new. The moonsault off the um, off the announce table was was great, but I mean she's done it in way more trickier spots. Uh, Michael Cole is trash. Um, I'm just tired of him calling stuff. And <laughs> get down from there, like you know, just let us stop, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just not on Sasha's bandwagon, and I'm 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 ready for her to drop the titles again. It could be for to Dana Brooke for all I care, but Sasha, I'm just I'm just not for it. Um, I think she I think she just looks as good as is the matches because of Charlotte. Just the same reason I'm starting to feel that. American Alpha matches only look just as good is because of the revival, but I don't know. That's that's just my two cents. Um, let's I mean, like, go ahead. I'm for it. I feel like, like I said, it's just a lot of back and forth, and it's it's kind of like everybody's been wanting this Sasha. Sasha. The thing is, when Sasha has a title, I feel like okay, well. Where she's still missing a little bit of character de- of development. Oh, she's been the same since day one. Oh, see, you you're you're actually coming off your cloud now, man, because you was so team Sasha. Nobody could tell you anything. Look at you ripping her apart now. You know what I'm saying? Like I still, I still, that's still my girl. But let's be real, like she's missing a little bit of character development. I feel like she could have took this gimmick to the next level, and I don't want to blame her. You know. I, you know what I'm saying? I blame creative a little bit. I blame these back and forth title reigns. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So, I mean, I think this time she's going to have it up until WrestleMania. And I think this now is the time you work on her character. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, but you're cool with Roman Reigns being the same. And maybe slowly but surely does make her uh, his heel turn. But yeah, no, no. I hopefully if this is this is what this title run is about is a is a um gimmick or not not a gimmick change but just more of a character change sort of say I'm all for it. and yes you're right uh Charlotte has been more of the boss than um Sasha Charlotte actually reminds me of a boss to be asked to be honest like that annoying person who just got always something to say Marco Madden blah blah get on your nerves blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you can't you have to hate to love them because you know. That's that's what gets the job done. They get the check signed, but yeah. Um yeah. I I'm gonna answer a question really quick. Um and and I think this is definitely worth discussing. Um okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to two oh five live now. So two oh five made their debut, which is gonna be considered the cruiserweight class, uh the cruiserweights uh show, which is um which comes on the WWE network at ten o'clock. And I've been saying, and I'm going to continue to say it until somebody says, hey, man, you were right, uh, that I already said that this show was going to replace superstars and that the Cruiserweights were going to tour with SmackDown, which legitimately now, when you go see a SmackDown show, you do get three hours of, of, of wrestling. Um, maybe maybe some you know dark match before SmackDown goes on air, but you did leg- legitimately get three hours all the way until 11 now. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, um, 
first off, I just got to say a couple of people that I'm definitely excited for to see um, maybe on a week to week basis. Um, well, I kind of thought this out until I actually thought about that. There was only three matches um, each episode. But of course, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see Cedric Alexander, uh, Lince uh, Donato, Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher, who had a great match, uh, great I think. Match. I think a lot of people are going to pick up on him, and I think it's. I think that um, he's also a superstar that fans are going to uh, start being um, uh, in favor of. He did get a good a, 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 um, reaction from him, so that's good. Um, Mustafa Ali has always been uh, pretty high on him, and Grammar Talik, which was the only person in the entire lineup to get. Um, sort of say, um, how do I want to say this? But you know, it was like the the luchador. I forget what they said, but you know, they, he got added um, dialogue to his introduction. Besides mm-hmm. Brian Kendrick of having the title, which makes me think that they're also really big on Grand Metalli. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for it because of the because what we've been saying for months that you know. CWC fell flat because there was no character development. Hopefully, this gives an opportunity to, to do so. Um, each wrestler, each uh, before each match, one wrestler did. They did spotlight a little bit more in their background, and um, we got to see uh, some added footage of their indie careers from the, the WWE. Yep. So, um, hopefully, you know, uh, it, it will slowly catch along and... Um, and we'll regather the success that the CWC did. However, because um, because 205 actually was at the end of SmackDown, there was mm-hmm. tweets going around saying how half the crowd left. So, um, I'm sure they're going to experiment in a couple more cities, but as the question I was asked on Twitter just now is... Um, if it continues um, to empty out half the crowd, do we start seeing 205 Live before SmackDown? Now, granted, that still makes SmackDown um, that still makes SmackDown Live, but that would make 205 not. Let me ask this question too, James. Just think about that. All right, what city were they in yesterday? Charlotte. Oh no! Oh, Charlotte. That's right. No, 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 no. For SmackDown, I forget. For SmackDown. So here's here's my thing on that. The, the reason why I think a lot of people left, because when you think about 10 o'clock and your show is going off, especially on the East Coast, kids need to get home. It's a school night. And the real people that's going to stay is like people, you know, that don't have kids in their mid-20s and 30s that say, okay, I can stay out late and they won't mind doing that. So when you actually do that, it may make your crowd better because you have a smaller crowd that appreciates and know who these wrestlers are. So if they experiment with it, and they see that people will leave, you might eliminate those families that don't know who to cheer for or don't know who some of these guys are. Um, so like when you talk about Gallagher, like when I look at him, I look at, him at like a William Regal. And when you have classic William Regal fans that know what it is with technical wrestling, those wrestling fans will end up staying. Those wrestling fans will actually give you a good uh, 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 crowd fest, what I would call it, where they would give some reactions that it looks good on TV. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a bad thing at all because that's why I think that NXT and even the CWC does so well in those smaller venues because you have the real deal wrestling fans and not the families that WWE tries to attract when it's national TV. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Spat, that was in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So, um, yep. yeah. So definitely a school night and you got to get those babies early. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, I mean, look, man, you bought your tickets to go to the show, stay for the show. Like, I, I, yeah, I really, I you know, it's my pet peeve. Like, you go to a Marvel movie and people leaving out before they know that after the credit scenes are going to be there. Like, don't exactly. do that. You pay for your ticket for the show and you stay to the end because ain't nobody leaving out an hour early before Raw because you legitimately know that it's a three-hour show. Now they need to legitimize. As match hits, you see a jet for everybody trying to catch that Metro at the end, too, and not even trying to wait for the dark match. <laughs> Um, oh, you know, and, and that's another thing too. Before this actually happened, that we were getting dark matches with um raw talent on SmackDown because they just didn't have nothing to do with that last full hour that the fans were there. So now, you know, this is all the more reason why the cruisers need to actually be solidified again because you have you you see now that the problem is you have to keep people in seats, yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, nonetheless, though, I thought I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um, what you what you guys think? Or who you who are you who are you looking for? Or what are you expecting now? Bold statement. What? I'm going to make a bold statement. Oh, okay. The cruiserweight division to me is nothing but a waiting in the wings for Cedric Alexander. It's his division to lose. And that's my bold statement. Well, let me, let me add on to that statement. I, I agree with that statement that it's his division to lose. But my ultimate goal for um, 205 is I think 205 will take the place of the CWC or the Cruiserweight division being on Raw. They will get eliminated off Raw, and they'll be their only weekly episodic episode that will be like NXT, and I think they will actually move it to Thursdays. So to change, you made a great point that if they're experimenting, they see a lot of people leaving, they might record that before SmackDown, like at 7 o'clock if it's on the Eastern time, and let that be pre-recorded that they would show on Thursday, kind of like they did with Superstars back in the day. And I think it would be the weekly episode that they would show on, um, on Thursday. So that way you have your Monday Raw on TV, Tuesday SmackDown, Wednesday NXT, and Thursday would be a CWC. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, again, um, like I, like we said earlier, you know, we're, we're going to be having the, the women's uh, classic yeah. coming up. So uh, we'll, we'll get the solid three days. And I think that's all the more reason why this is on Tuesday, too, because uh, because of that. Right. Um, OK, so did we get all that covered? Raw, SmackDown, not no SmackDown. We're going to talk about SmackDown and in conjunction with TLC right now. But um, and then the preview with TLC. Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Was there anything with the 205 Live that, that, that I was thinking about? Um. Oh, yeah, simple question. Uh, Rich Swan winning, is, was that a good move or a bad move? Definitely a good move. Don't know how long it's going to last. Who takes it from him? Definitely I bad move. Who do you think takes it from him? I think nope. the, I feel like you. I feel like you're switching titles, flipping titles on people just because right now. Like, keeping on one person for right now and develop them. If they was going to do that, Kendrick should have been the one to keep it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kendrick gets it back um, within I two months. Rich Swan has the chase. But you had to put a power move for being uh, NXT 205. You had to do a good match. You had to have something to bring people back. Um, and just like I said, just the reaction that he had at the end was was good. 
So I, I think it will be okay that he did win. I just don't think it will be a long time that he'll keep it or hold it. We'll see, though. Um, I don't know. I'm more of a fan of the face chasing the hill, and I thought he, he picked up, what, three wins, and then he fights them for the first time, and then he wins. I mean, seems kind of easy uh, to me, but uh, I guess that only does paint that he doesn't have it long, and um, him to drop it to somebody – um, maybe we got a TJ Perkins heel turn because I thought I, he was always better as a heel anyway. I, that's what I was going to say. So, um, we'll, we'll see because they need, they need another like heel that's, that's solidified. Now, Drew Gulak, uh, granted it's, 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 it's good. I don't, I don't like Tony Nese as a heel. I don't either. Um, so I don't know. There's, there, there, there definitely just needs to be some changes made on that, but Hopefully this is this is why this was made, and hopefully they can get it done and get it done correctly. Plain and simple, CWC needs some gimmick structures, like you just mentioned. Like Tony right. needs to have a, a, a gimmick structure. So, yep. Um, so anyway, okay. So let's let's do this. Let's 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 go down the TLC card, and uh, let's you know we'll preview pre- preview it ugh, um, for this coming Sunday. Um, Which I'm we, not excited about this pay per view, honestly. Not, not really. I mean. I don't know. Maybe maybe some Walking Dead before I turn it on. I was looking at the card. And I was just like, Nah, I don't know because there's a lot of we've already seen this before. Okay, right. so we got Rhino and Heath Slater versus the Wyatt family for the tag team titles. The Wyatt wins this, and that's because um, and that's because Randy and Bray Wyatt both need some gold. It's been a while. Uh, no, it hasn't even been a while. They never Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt. never had gold. Yeah, I was going to say, and I think finally. <laughs> Finally, he picks up a win <laughs> for some gold that's been long overdue. Long, 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 long. What do you guys think? This is probably. I, I actually. Match. Oh, go ahead, Dwayne. This is probably your most predictable match of the night. <laughs> Why is that? Because everyone knows the Wyatt family's going to win. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to ladder. I'm, I'm actually think. Uh, I'm actually thinking Rhino and Heath Slater may retain off some fluky disqualification that's going to be a continued thing between Luke Harper and Randy Orton that we may be a little bit worried about. They tried to touch on it a little bit, and it seemed like they was over it. But then again, it may come back where this might actually become Luke Harper to be on his own and be a face. And if Luke Harper becomes a face, then this might be the end of the Wyatt family where Bray can be back on his own and Randy can do what he needs to do. I think the perfect thing to do was to put Randy with the Wyatt family just to elevate both superstars at the same time. And he's doing that right now, but they don't need tag team gold to do it. I, like, like somebody said, it might've been Dr. Ilk. Um, Luke Harper is underrated. And I think, we, I think it's a chance. I think this is a chance to definitely give him um, a little bit more of the much needed spotlight. And right. if it's either to go face or heel or just a solo run in his in, in his own, I think there is an opportunity for it to happen. But just not just yet. Not on this pay per view. I like to see them win the gold but lose it because of this of of, which, uh, of what we're discussing um, somewhere down the line for him sure. to actually cost Randy to um, lose the title. Absolutely. Um. But then we got this match that's I think already happened before, so you know nobody really cares about it. Nor do it, nor do I even understand why is this even considered a chairs match. But Kalisto versus Baron Corbin pre-show. 
<laughs> pre-show. That's At least that's the pre-show key. So of course, right? right? Pre-show. Uh, that's it. That's all I want to say about it. Pre-show. Next. <laughs> so we really, because I really Baron Corbin has Baron Corbin, excuse me, has really grown on me. But pre-show. Baron Next. Corbin loses. I mean, how bad could this be? <laughs> he has like one of the best interests in all of WWE. But Agreed. It's terrible. Terrible. Agreed. 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 Um, hold on, I'm getting ready to answer another question. How about tape the show at full sale using the NXT schedule or at NXT live event? Okay, so I disagree one with that. This is to go back to the 205 um, um, issue, if, I, if I'm assuming correctly. Um, the cruiserweights do no longer need to be at full sale because they need to come out of elementary school and graduate to high school and command bigger crowds and, and character development needs to um, also cater to that. However, full sale will be much, much busy with the whole women's um, tournament. So, and then work the same schedule like the CWC. And I think that's also all of that. Um, the next match for the TLC pay-per-view, we have the Nikki Bella versus the, did I next. say did I say the Nikki Bella? <laughs> next. Next. I agree. Nikki, Nikki Bella, Bella with the trademark next. sign next to it with like with E. Cause you know the E network Nikki Bella, as Carmella likes to allude to. Um, no DQ match. Nobody? Just next? Next. Why is it? Why is it that their profile women aren't getting pro- high-profile matches in, you know, monumental events, so how Raw is doing? Raw is top-heavy, and, and SmackDown is developmental-heavy. These, I mean, these girls, they're NXT girls right now. They're not even top-level girls. This is still Nikki Bella. She deserves better, if you ask me. And, and just the no-DQ match on the TLC pay-per-view, it's just blasphemy. Nikki um, Bella as a face is nowhere near good as Nikki Bella as a heel. And I can't take Nikki Bella face. I need Nikki Bella heel, which is the best at what she was. What is she right now? She's a face. Nikki Bella is a, a pure face. Okay. And I can't stand it. Did the knee, did the, um, did the knee, did the E Network say that she was a face? I, I think the E Network is totally separate from what she's doing on SmackDown. I think she has to be face so people can watch the E Network for what they do. Um, but I, I just think she's just a pure face right now. And I think, um, unfortunately, when you lose the rack attack as your finishing move, or you can't do that because of her neck issue, it took a lot of her uh, power that she was as a wrestler. I, don't, and I think I, she had to change up her skills. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think really? a, I don't think a change of a finisher hurts anybody momentum because the curve stomp didn't stop Seth Rollins. I still don't like the pedigree with Seth Rollins. It makes I, me cringe every time he uses it. I don't I don't like it, but it hasn't hurt his momentum. So I don't think the rack attack by any means uh, slowed her down. I think she's still um, considered one of the best um, in the division, no matter how she's being used right now. But again, she deserves better. And all the John Cena references to her, I mean, she deserves better. <laughs> You can't just slander John Cena name and give her a no DQ match. Give her something better. First off, the Becky Lynch and the Lisa Bits match should not just be a tables match. It should be a TLC match. It really should. And then this match could have been a tables match, if you ask me. So go ahead, D-Wayne. Hey, look. As long as you have John Cena's name, 
around her. She's fine. Because you've not seen her. So then you think there's no DQ match is perfectly fine? for You're not even going to watch this match. So why am I even catering to you? Yeah, you're right. I will watch this match, though. I will watch this. Uh, well, not this match. I, I, you mentioned the Alexa Bliss match. I will watch that one. But I won't watch the um, the Nikki Bella one, the Carmella. It, it's probably going to be a Sunday night football break for me. <laughs> okay. And again, another match that we've seen before, the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler in the ladder match. Now, this is a little bit different because I think Dolph Ziggler is really good in ladder matches. Um, and, the, and the Miz is really good. <laughs> the Miz is really good. The Dolph, go ahead, D-Wayne. I'm just not excited. I me like neither. Not for this match. Like 20 times already. Exactly. I, I'm not excited because I don't think the Miz loses by any means now. Dolph is not even a threat to the Miz losing the belts at all at this point. I don't, I, oh, I'm not, not really not really sure who is a threat to it that makes sense, but the Miz is definitely not the answer right here. Miz retains. No, Miz retains easily, but it will be a good match. It may actually be the match of the night, but Miz retains. By the way, on that last Nikki Vella versus Carmella match, um, Nikki wins because yes. E Network. Yeah, Carmella's just not ready yet on her own. Carmella can talk, but she can't back up the talk yet. She's she's doing a lot better, but I wish she would stop all that screaming. Um, this is not um, this is not a Playboy's Bunny shoot, <laughs> and um, <laughs> this is not the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so let's just stop it. All of those unnecessary screaming just needs to get out of there. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, okay. So we got Becky Lynch and, and uh, Alessa Bliss in a tables match, which should be a TLC. But whatever. Um, what happens here and why? Because I don't even need to speak because I'm gonna be biased. I think Becky Lynch does um, retain, and Alexa Bliss is my underrated performer right now. I think she makes it very close. I think the match goes about mm, fifteen minutes. But I just think Alexa Bliss doesn't have the experience yet. I'm still waiting for, uh, uh, what's my girl's name? Eva Marie trying to come back up and doing her thing. So I, until that happens, I don't see anything going on with the title as far as change of hands. What, yeah, when, when does Eva make her return? Well, I read that she was doing a movie. So when she was doing that movie, um, now she's back. It's just the fact of, I guess, trying to put her back in at the right time. I'm not going to say something. I'm just going to let that rock for a little bit. Somebody's happy texting or, or typing. D-Wayne, D- I'm just going to Yeah, I'm not going to let it say something. Oh, he's texting. Oh, oh he's that. You can't just put yep. your... D-Wayne, you can't put your show on mute. I mean, on, on, on pause, okay? You can't do that. Right. At least, at least walk away. I mean, my wife had to call me, and I had to talk to her. But at least I walked away. If you're gonna, if you're gonna give us FaceTime, don't put us on pause. Right. We don't like that. We're bougie here. Hey, wait, first the bougie all, gold belt. Hey, wait. Right there you go. <laughs> as long as she, she talks about TLC, I feel like I can pause. Go away. This <laughs> <laughs> is the most useless pay per view of the year to me. Um, this is so bad. And the Usos not even on the card, right? 
<laughs> oh my god, or or American Alpha. For, okay, before okay, so anyway, who wins this match? Becky Liz versus Alessa Bliss. Let's let's get to this last match and, and, and get on with this. Did you really just ask that question? Who Man, look, a- answer the question, sir. <laughs> answer the question. Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I like Alessa Bliss, but here's my problem here. Um, considering that Sasha could not get put through the table when Charlotte tried to execute that before and being a little bit flimsy, um, I don't see a good end to this match for the same reason because Alessa Bliss is what, like five foot of madness? Uh <laughs> And I think she's gonna get thrown on the table, and this she's gonna probably bounce right off. And I can't wait for that. That's gonna be the spot of the year, I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> but of course Becky wins because I feel like if she's allowed to say that on SmackDown, I should be able to allow to say that on the show. But I'm not. But but, but hold <laughs> on, let me tell you this though: Becky needs to improve her mic work. Oh come on I was now! Cringing, I was almost cringing at first when she was starting her promos. I might be, I might just be head over heels on her because every time she speak, I just like yes, yes. And this, wow. this she actually said what she said. I was just like, oh, you get her, girl. Oh, me and Tasha. You're right. I'm waiting for Emmalina. Just give me Emmalina back, and you can't tell me those promos are nice. At least my girl can wrestle. And, Hold and- up. My girl was making classic matches with Oscar I'm talking, in London. Don't even sleep. I'm, no, I'm talking about. Uh, Becky being better than uh, Sasha. Not better on Mike. Maybe not the better gimmick. Maybe the gimmick's offset. No, no, no. Sasha, uh, Sasha gimmick doesn't work because Charlotte is the better Sasha gimmick. Becky gimmick is better. Right. Be- Becky's worse than Mike. He's in my way to get through that. Yep. And I don't care because Finn Balor's not good on Mike and everybody's just going to praise him when he gets on it. So. Whatever. So Becky gets a pass on that note too. So bam. Becky just gets a pass for you on everything. And she wins that match easily. Easily a 15 minute match that she wins. And so, uh, Lesser Bliss gets bounced off the table once. I'm booking it right there. You get a 15 minutes? <laughs> 15 minutes. Oh, the paper. Yeah, I'm minutes. The match is not. going to be done in two hours. The, the, yeah, the car's not going to last past uh, 10 30. By the way, by, by the way, speaking of what we just said a second ago, I fully expect the Usos versus the American Alpha to be on the pre-show. That's going to be the best match of the night. As the number one contenders match, I guarantee it. The Usos are great. I love this new heel Usos. I'm, I want to see I do. them. I'm, I'm all for it. That's why Roman Reigns need to just go ahead and jump shit, man. It'll work. No, no. It'll no. work. Keep the, family, keep the family separate. No, no, no. I mean, it's a heel. Not come to SmackDown. No. Oh. Oh, oh, well, yeah, it is what it is on him. Um, Roman Reigns would be the greatest hit of all time. What? Stop it. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, Did he just really say that, though? I'm playing, y'all. No, he's not. No, he's dead serious. Um. And the main event yeah. is AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose with James Ellsworth being taken out on a stretcher on SmackDown, which I can only imagine he comes back to interfere to maybe cause AJ the match. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm just not even invested for real. Like James Ellsworth is James Ellsworth, but I just I don't know. I know he I know he plays a part in this match, but I just don't see why AJ should lose the lose the title here by any any extent. And I think Dean would be just as fine. 
without the titles for a while, especially with the momentum that he's banking off of behind James Ellsworth. So again, AJ Styles, what do you think, Ambrose, Sears Sellers, who do you got and why? And what does James Ellsworth do in this match? Um, This is going to be interesting. It's going to be a close fall for making this match, but you can't take the bet off AJ. You can't. Um, it's just no point when we both talked about it, and I, and I agree with it, especially with D-Wayne, with The Undertaker coming through, being his next opponent. Um, it just can't happen. D-Wayne? Again, another predictable match, right? AJ Styles wins. Apparently, I won't be surprised if James Ells were a super kid. Dean Ambrose. No, no, no. Don't call it that. No chin music. <laughs> when do we actually get to see him wrestle, man? Never. Yeah, we do. When he, gets, when he gets some new boots and stuff like that, that's when they're going to let him wrestle. They already hinted that his boots are old. So, you know, they're, they're going to revamp him right now. But look, he's 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 so over right now, and there's no rush to get him in the ring. But right. eventually, right. you know, I think it happens. He better not be in the Royal Rumble. But if he does, oh, man, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yes. He's going to get a pop. <laughs> a huge pop. He has to the Royal Rumble. He will be. Um, but, but. Can you imagine What? Can you imagine him winning the Royal Rumble? No. No. No not. way. Absolutely Blasphemy. not. Blasphemy. Absolutely Blasphemy. not. At this, at this point, it would be like saying, could you imagine the Cleveland Bounds winning the uh, Super Bowl? Man, the Cleveland Browns are better than the 49ers. I'm telling you. Somebody has a win in their column. Somebody doesn't. You better, better keep positive, sir. Oh, man. This is uh, not a good season. Go ahead. Um. So, anyway, you know, if you're not even hyped about uh the TLC, you know, before we close the show for the night, don't forget that RH is having their final battle pay-per-view, which is going to be on the second. And um, there's some good highlighted matches that you – I think we could be excited for. Uh, you do got Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, the Young Bucks. He's the champion, right? Yeah. And you have the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes also for the championship as well. Um, match. Which is that? Yeah, that's going to be a good match. Absolutely. I mean, the Bris- everybody likes the Briscoes, and, and um, everybody really does like uh, the Young Bucks. But that would be a good match. And they worked, they worked a lot of matches in the past together, so I expect that to be uh, fun. What's Jay Lethal doing in the match? <laughs> I thought I thought you would never ask. Jay Lethal wrestles who makes their always debut, Mr. Cody Rhodes. Really? Oh yeah. Um, Cody announced that uh, announced this. Um, I think this might have been his first signing since he went independent. Um, about this match. Now, granted. I I thought this match was going to happen at the end of December. Uh-huh. So um I kind of had reserves on you know wanting to get out to do it cuz I thought it was going to be near New Year's. So I was like guys this is going to be a little bit too much. So uh it is kind of a it did, it did this kind of um sneak up on me. It is going to happen this week. Uh, but if if I would have known, Jay Lethal versus Cody Rhodes is worth the trip to Brooklyn all day, every day. I would have went too for this weekend. No, so or or one just in New York. Um, Evolve is going to have a show in Brooklyn, so there's just enough reason to be out there anyway. Right. Um. um okay. <laughs> hey, um, man, where's Aaron when we need him? Um, I just said Kyle O'Reilly is going to be wrestling Adam Cole. 
can, can we can can we get it from somebody, please? Oh, what what what? The Adam Cole baby. <laughs> uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. I was figuring you were saying it, but I can't do it like Aaron does. I Aaron know, right? does it best to the T. Um, you also got Coke Cabana versus Dark Castle, who Coke Cabana was just recently uh, quoted for saying that CM Punk <laughs> messed up his WWE career. Oh man, some friendships you just can't patch, huh? No. Um, Justin uh, Thunder Liger and Silas Young um, got some six man tag. Um, I'm a Silas fan. The good old Maryland um, MCW wrestler Leo Rush, Kushida, and Jay White versus The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which would be fun. So, yeah. And, uh, nice show oh, for yeah. 20 bucks. Huh? And that's a nice show for 20 bucks. Nah, this might, this ain't gonna be 20 bucks, but it's gonna How be, much is it? I don't know, but it's gonna be around indie prices, you know, but nonetheless, yeah. you know. Oh, I mean, when we went to ROH, how much did we, did we pay about that? was well, 20, that was 20 bucks. Yeah, that, that's right. That was, that was, uh, floor was, seating. No, yeah, no, but what show did we go to? Um, Oh, uh, death before dishonor. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, like I said, not looking forward to TLC. That the ROH final battle definitely looks to be on card, going to be a good show. So, um, I'm glad that I was just that was just brought to my attention. So, I will have to watch that live for sure. All right. Um, any of your closing remarks before we get out of here as we um wrap up the show? Uh, let me ask this question, and I know Dwayne has asked this before, but does Cody Rose go back to WWE within the next year or two? Does CM Punk go back to WWE within the next year or two? CM Punk. No. All right, then. (laughs) N-O, N-O, no. What about Mr. Kennedy? No, stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I can if, hope. <laughs> if he's not in the Royal Rumble, please forget it. Just drop it. Drop it. Oh, 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 oh. I let, yeah. Continue with your final remarks. I ain't getting off the show till I make this comment. Oh, uh, that's it. That's the only one that you know. I got to shout out my favorite wrestler. So, <laughs> Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everybody in the world just seen that. <laughs> everybody, yeah. You looking cross-eyed? Everybody. What is wrong with this man? He's distracted. He is heavily distracted right now, and yeah, I know yeah. why. We're gonna have a new opening on the show soon. Uh, His D- face. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trade D Wayne for somebody else. We have a lot of we had a lot of good guests and fans come on the show, so we might be ushering off D Wayne sooner or later. Hey, <laughs> he hey, just gave he gave us the FaceTime pause earlier. <laughs> Stop being distracted, D Wayne. That's all I got to say. Stop being distracted. You know what I'm talking about. My commentary on this podcast is epic. <laughs> yes. It's ep- epically distractible. Yes, people do like your foolishness, D-Way, and that there's right. just... No hiding that. about Miss Kennedy and Cody Rhodes should not be on the podcast anymore. Two greatest wrestlers that never had a WWE title. I can say this, though. Cody Rhodes, um, arguably, if he had a legitimate full year in the indies, um, on the indie uh, streams right now, um, he could arguably be considered... It, the independent wrestler of the year. Right now, I'm still giving it to um to um oh my god, why am I drawing the blank? To um uh, Chris Hero. I'm sorry, Chris Hero. Yeah, um, 
Cody Rhodes is putting on the grand tour in any scenes. And um, I think next year we're going to see a lot more people follow this gimmick. I think we're going to see a lot more indie talent end up on NXT. But nonetheless, those are maybe two successful career paths that I think uh, people are going to use. So you definitely got to get Cody Rhodes' props for that. And, and um, banking on himself, no matter if he's just Cody or Cody Rhodes, but he's doing the thing. So, again, I'll be looking at that match on our wish uh, just to see um, him put on another clinic. Absolutely. Which I can see it live. I really do. I'm glad I was able to see him live, though. That that was the highlight of my uh, wrestling career, uh, wrestling tour this year. Yep. I, um, you won a lot of indie shows this year. If you think about it, man, your 2016 was awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna do better though. I mean, look, man, I'm a fan. I want to get out, meet more people. I love, I love, I love the fans. I love interacting. I mean, everybody has a nine to five, but to have a little hobby like this is definitely oh, absolutely. Violent. So I'll I'll be out there for sure. And I'm going to drag Dwayne if I got to by his bald head. There you right, go. There you go. <laughs> Two live bald head crew right there. <laughs> um, yeah. So before we go, uh, of course, we've already said that we were going to go to um, the Royal Rumble in 2017 in San Antonio. And Triple H now announced that there will be the NST TakeOver um, San Antonio this year. So I texted you guys because I'm going to put y'all on blast and said yeah, that you, you didn't want to go. And no. I quote Silly Seller said, because there's nobody there I want to see. Exactly. If any, I would if, say that. I'm going to mark out this time in the show and I'm going to make sure that people come for you on that. Because I don't know, unless Sensei Nakamura fell off the side of the earth, I don't understand how you can say that there's nobody that you're going to see. Um, seen him. Seen him. I need somebody to move. What? But what, okay, but off the track record right now, that NST takeovers have always been better than WWE shows this year. Now, granted, the Royal Rumble is going to is a gimmick match, so you know you're yeah. not going to you, know, you, you can't really put that against anything. But for a two and a half hour show for whatever money you want to spend, and resale tickets aren't even expensive as well. Even if you want to go at the last minute, because we had success at NST takeover Brooklyn, changing our seats an hour before. Um, okay, you want to know my real reason why I don't want to go? I don't want to get hungry again like we did last time in uh, Dallas. Okay, that's because of that's because of that rinky dink arena <laughs> we went to. We didn't have it's that Coliseum this yeah. time. We didn't have that problem in Brooklyn. There was plenty of food inside of the uh, Barclays. So, you know, one, you just prepare better before you go and don't bank on getting just cookies and water inside the joint. Oh my god, that was terrible. You know, yeah, I, I I I was hungry as I don't know what too. Nonetheless, that was still one of the best pay per views that I watched live ever. Okay, and I tickets go on sale Friday, right? Yes, tomorrow pre sale, and I just think that a collaborative effort for everybody to put in some little look twenty dollars again doesn't matter, right? Twenty dollars. Yeah, look, this is the argument too. It was like, well, we get there, you know, we go to the show. We still got time to, to roam the city because we're going to get out at 11 and we're still 10 minutes away from Riverwalk. So walk to Riverwalk and do what we do. So Okay. okay. We'll, we'll, we will talk tomorrow morning, Two Chains, when, when we get that pre-sale. Yeah. You go, already know. Go ahead, D-Wayne. Let me hear some foolishness. I, you know, I, I would consider it, you know, but I mean... I think alcohol is more important to me. You can get that at the arena. <laughs> <laughs> and and, I, and Jamal just texted me and said that the AT&T Center is great. Now, he's been to San Antonio, so uh, we've already talked a little bit about things to do, as well as um, 
Dave, when we had him on the show, told him as yeah. well. So um, all we got to do is just prepare. And after we're done, because like, I'm an adult, so I, I can stay out all late. I don't know if D. Wayne got bedtime at 12 o'clock. He got to get oh, back to the He does have bedtime at 12 o'clock. Okay. Look at him well, now. He's almost half asleep now. I'm not going to be a, near a, a takeover and not go. And not to mention, at this point, who in the world are they going to book to face Oscar at this match? I expect somebody good to, to make an appearance there. So, again, Samoa Joe, Nakamura, again, uh, Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger uh, will be there. Um, D, DIY, uh, of maybe their first title um, def defense. And I'm trying to figure out why you said there's nobody you want to see. Mm. I'm not convincing you to go to Roblox here or TLC. <laughs> I'm not. It's NXT. I know. It's NXT. So. Two chains. Get, get, we'll, we'll talk in the morning. Because you already know we, we got our, our – what time did pre sale? 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, and it's not – Two chains is going to call me. He's going to be like, sell us. I got this, and I, I'm going to have to give in. It's I not. don't know. It's not it's not gonna be an issue, man. It's gonna be a quick pickup and that's it. We'll be on the way. Um, so anyway, because I feel like I like greatly commissioned there. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to get off so I can play some Final Fantasy after it took five hours to download, which is so annoying. You got it today? <laughs> Yesterday, but I was uh I was it was I was watching, you know, TV and all that stuff, so I didn't get a chance. So See if I can D Wayne, you gotta that. go to East Starland. I'm telling you, D Wayne, you gotta go. Why? You just gotta go. It's all your retro gaming needs in one place, buddy. That's it's video game heaven. Okay. Shout out to I East Starland. What is that? Um, Fair. What is that? What would you call that town? Chantilly. Chantilly, Virginia. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you gotta go. Um, see, it's a see, hole in the wall, literally, though. But yeah. See, Sally's on. There is a tweet coming right at you right now. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Again, so uh, before we get off the air, again, um, shout out to um, everybody who's in the building for Nova Pro this weekend. It was a great time, um, great atmosphere. Shout out to the mics. Um, shout out to Papa. Shout out to um, a Twitter, a Twitter friend, uh, Sean, who I uh, finally got to meet, um, and just everybody who you know was liking, retweeting pictures, and all the interaction and fun. Look forward to seeing all the Nova Pro in Northern Virginia uh, fans come February. Um, I talked to Mike, so hopefully you know um, we'll be looking out for an opportunity that we're able to get our hands on then. So you'll see a little bit more of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, but again, for two chains, silly sellers, D Wayne, um, and in the absence of Dr. M and Aaron, um, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week at eight o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time.